Welcome, everybody, episode 205 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Corey. Uh, no Eric this week, and I don't think next week either. Eric's out of town uh, right. this week for sure, and I'm pretty sure he said he's not going to be here next week also. So um, if you're looking for our Arkham Knight episode, it'll be when Eric comes back. So not next week, but the week after we'll do our Arkham Knight episode at that point. Although you've played it, Dan, I have. No? I have played it. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to talk about that in teasers. Eric was kind enough to let me borrow his PS4 to play Arkham Knight, which is uh, which was awesome of him. I was actually going to buy the PC version because it was on sale on Green Man Gaming for thirty six bucks, and boy, am I glad I didn't. We'll talk oh. about that a little bit later, but <laughs> yeah, really glad oh, I didn't buy that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, money is tight as it is, and if I bought a game that didn't work for me i would have been livid so there's that uh other teasers uh i'll talk a little bit more about the witcher 3 i played paper mario sticker star and i played invisible ink so i'll be talking about those later during what we played wait what about you what do you got Corey? uh been playing more axiom verge and massive chalice but i also tried techno babylon Mm -hmm. the point and click cyberpunk adventure game and I also tried the new Hearthstone game mode, Tavern Brawl. Nice. Which was fun. Okay. Will, what about you? Uh, I've been playing a lot of the new Smash DLC. Mm-hmm. That's about... New, new characters? It. Yeah, that's about it, though, for... Stuff There's new use. Smash characters? Yeah, Roy, Lucas, and Ryu. Wow. Sounds good. Yeah. And the Miiverse stage, which is hilarious. In what way? <laughs> uh, basically... They post messages from the Miiverse that people put up there. Uh, and one of them is Dr. Mario cupping somebody's nuts saying cough. <laughs> Giving him a physical? Yeah. <laughs> that was the favorite one. That was my favorite that I saw. Yeah. There, floating around the interwebs. There's a lot of really funny things that... One was Toon Link running with a sword, but it was a wiener. <laughs> nice. So, that's some good stuff. And Nintendo has to know that that sort of stuff is going to come through. Why they thought well, that was a good idea is beyond me. What was their filtration process? They talked a little bit about it when the Wii U came out. Isn't it like robotic and then like the final layer is one person reviewing everything that goes up? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to be something like that. He's not doing his job. They, you're right. They did talk about it when, when the Wii U was going to launch. But I don't remember yeah. any of the details, the specifics of it. I'm like 95% sure they said there was a human element in that whole process, but yeah. like Will said, they're not doing their job very well. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't mind that job, seeing what, what sort of things people got through the, the robotic filters. That would be kind of fun. And not only that, it would be so much fun like deciding what crosses the line and what yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I would like to have that kind of authority. <laughs> and like having to justify it to your boss when... The hammer comes down. Yeah, there. My, my child saw Doctor Mario cupping <laughs> balls. 
There's well, one. you know, doctors are uh, medical. good public figures. Does the picture of Sonic doing a thumbs up saying Sonic did 9-11, does that cross the line too? That's just, I think that crosses the line. <laughs> <laughs> How do you justify bit. that one? <laughs> you so, can't. So yeah, uh, this week's episode we were supposed to have input from our E3 correspondent, but I don't think he's gotten back to you yet, right, Corey? He is AWOL. He told me yesterday he w- we were ideally going to have him on to talk about right. E3 because uh, he was on the show floor like last year, but he couldn't do it tonight when we were going to record, so he said he'd write up his thoughts, and uh, I kept reminding him all day today and haven't heard from him, so he's probably going to pull the old... Oh, just seeing this now. Sorry, man. Got tied up in a meeting. You know. Yeah. One of those, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll 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 report those when when we do get them. Um, but we're just gonna give our you know ultimate thoughts on because a few things happened like after we did our episode. I wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the stuff I saw on Nintendo Treehouse because I pretty much just put that on all day when when they do the Nintendo Treehouse stuff during E3, and yeah. a lot of it is really really well done. I. I just love that they do that first of all but they also show a lot of stuff that uh that they didn't put during their press conference um they put up uh, uh fatal frame which i watched some gameplay of they put up uh some fire emblem fates which i think they briefly mentioned during their e3 press conference or their their e3 nintendo direct they showed off another trailer of yeah it. uh they put up bravely second there's a little bit of that in oh, there which they? was cool um so yeah I, again i really like that they do that um, and not only it's not just like a trailer or a brief gameplay thing. It's like it's a couple of the Nintendo people sitting down with the developers of the games, playing the game for forty-five minutes or half an hour or however long it is. So, a lot of the games I saw during the during the E3 Nintendo Direct too, which I thought seemed stupid, when they went and played it, actually played the game uh, specifically the that yo got yokai watch or whatever uh that seemed a lot better yeah. than than on the little nintendo nintendo direct was that the fashion blurb. show one no that's shin, <laughs> shin megami tensei uh cross cross fire emblem. emblem i don't know what i still am confused by that i don't know they might have had that on during the <laughs> during the thing but i i, I don't know what was going on with that but Oh, and there! How dare you? There are people that are very excited for that game. I know they are, and I once I figure out like what exactly it is, I'd probably be excited for it too. It's one of those things that we could look up, but the mystery is so much more fun. Oh yeah, it's it's funny to think about it at night when you're <laughs> trying to go to bed. Like, what exactly is that? Fashion like show said, game. That's <laughs> what it looked like to me. I don't know if that was just a uh, gameplay element or something. Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, so for, first we'll talk quickly about Fatal Frame. Uh, Fatal Frame looks awesome. They really use the gamepad well, too, because it's, it's a game about taking pictures of ghosts, and that's how you essentially fight the ghosts. So, uh, you know, when they were doing the, the gameplay trailer, it was it really utilized the game gamepad well, much like uh, Zombie U, um, for those of that have played. I still have Will's copy of Zombie U that I haven't played. but um, Mine I think, hasn't even come out of the wrapper yet. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll get to it probably this summer. Don't worry, I, it's coming to Xbone and PS4. Yeah, it's supposed to be coming out on the on the new gen system. So, all right. Um, but yeah, it uses the gamepad really well uh, for for lining up photos and stuff. I think it's a brilliant use of of the gamepad, and uh, it looks scary. I remember those games being terrifying when when we were younger in the PS2 days in Jared's basement. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. 
So. Now, is it the type of thing where you, you your gamepad is your camera and you can move it yeah. in any direction, 360 degrees, and look around with it? I don't think it's 360 degrees. I think it's just oh. for lining up pictures of ghosts on the screen. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, you mean you look on the gamepad. I don't know. I didn't see that, if they did that or not. Because the, the woman that was playing it was, was stationary and, uh, you know, lifting her gamepad up to the television and snapping the photos that way. Uh-huh. So I'm sure you can, like, you know snap around and stuff when you're doing it but um but that there's a rumors that's that's going to be eShop only too so hmm. oh really that was one of my nibble bits for this week which is a problem if you don't have a lot of space on your Wii U no you need a uh, hard drive for that thing yeah which is uh, Nintendo is the Wii U hard drive friendly i mean is it easy to swap in and out hard drives yeah, yeah it's really it's just easy. external you just plug in it, it doesn't. It's not like proprietary or anything like no, that. No, no. Uh, any pluggable USB external drive will work. Um, if you have a one that doesn't use external power, you need the the Y cable to plug it in to two mm-hmm. two USB USB ports. So this watching Dan, I got the Fatal Frame trailer on in the live stream at twitch.tv slash Thumbstick Athletes, mm-hmm. uh, and it reminds me somebody. I don't know if it was a tweet or uh, reddit post or something but somebody was talking about the hollow lens and the augmented reality stuff and they doctored up a picture of like just a regular apartment but with like a disheveled ghost lady like standing Ugh. in the corner and they're like this is why i'm afraid of what's gonna happen with hollow lens. yeah because you know that, yeah. there's gonna be developers that put that stuff in there just to scare people oh, which i love awesome which i love i love that yeah. you know they're gonna troll you with something scary or something that's a good type of thing to have jump scares with oh yeah because it's actually going to jump into your face so yeah it'll ruin my life sorry go ahead it'll ruin my life if i do that (laughs) you just got to know what you're getting into once those things are on anything anything's game but that's my uh my big takeaway from the e3 thing now that we've had time for everything to marinate and you kind of hear all the reports coming out of there and what people liked what they didn't like uh i'm very excited, even more so for virtual reality and augmented reality. Yeah. And speaking of the HoloLens, uh, a lot of people were talking about the sort of Halo-influenced HoloLens thing they had. Mm-hmm. And I actually tweeted, uh, somebody was wearing the, the HoloLens headset, and they were following Halo waypoints through the office building that they were in. That's awesome. Like, wow. they could see the Halo waypoints, and the person's like, it was like kind of a mock. Like, oh, you know, the, uh, what are the bad guys called in Halo? The Covenant, Covenant, yeah. Oh, the Covenant is attacking or something. We need to do this, this, and this. And they like pointed him down the hall, and the people wearing the Hololens could see the waypoint. And they went down to the waypoint, and once they got there, you know, they got the the little beep, and it told them what to do next. But they said like they would walk past windows that were just looking out into. I'm not sure if it was just like a parking lot or something, but with the Hololens on, when they looked out the windows, they saw all the Spartan vehicles and Marines and stuff getting ready. That's isn't fantastic. that so? Isn't that so cool? Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I think that to me that's more interesting than anything VR has at this point. Yeah. Um the augmented reality stuff. It's very, very cool. It is. It's it's I think it's easier to develop and maybe that's not the right word, but I I just feel like you're right, it's it's more there's more interesting possibilities for yeah. that than there is for VR. Yeah. You know, VR can be very immersive, but I feel like the augmented reality stuff with the HoloLens can be way more creative. Yeah, because you can walk, just be walking down the street in your city and just have all these cool things pop up, you know, like, uh, 
Like your own, it's it's your own heads up display basically, like like in a, a Halo or or Iron Man. I think of when I think of the heads up display. You know, all the statistics and stuff going going by on your screen. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's and, what I want. And Riz, Riz just mentioned in the chat the Google Google Cardboard and Leap Motion controllers. Uh, the Google Cardboard is a really inexpensive. I'm not sure how much it is. I I, I want to say it's like fifty dollars maybe, um, but it's just a very simple form of augmented reality and just use your cell phone and put it into this thing that you wear in your face yeah and, and there you go yeah and that's your augmented reality screen samsung has their gear vr thing that that could probably work for because it, it uses the camera on your cell phone to be able to look through um, yeah so that would probably that would probably work too that's uh it's its own vr headset thing but that could probably work for that i would think sure i remember years ago probably when I first got my iPhone, there was an augmented reality soccer game. It wasn't really a soccer game, but you would point the phone down at your feet and you'd see your feet, but between them was a soccer ball and you could kick it around and watch the ball move on your screen nice. depending on where you kicked it. I mean, that was years ago, but even right. back then that was cool. And yeah. We've come a long way since. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a plethora of VR stuff and it's, I just want it to come out already, you know? Yeah. I'm tired yeah. of hearing about it. I want to experience it. People were talking about the uh, the kitchen demo. Yeah. With the, when they get stabbed in the face yeah. with the knife. <laughs> it's just all that stuff sounds so cool to me, and I can't wait to, to have my Oculus Rift. Yeah. Play some Eve Valkyrie. Yeah. Everyone some... seems to think that that's the best, the best game for VR right now is Eve Valkyrie. Yeah, I just I want to see I want to start seeing full game like real games. It is a, you know not I know, but like I don't know Heroes more of, of the storm. What like Heroes of the Storm? Full VR. Just like just like fully fledged games. I mean, and, and you're right. I don't know that much about Valkyrie, um, but that seems more to me just like a, a good example of the tech. It doesn't feel like a fully formed AAA game that we're used to, you know. No, I think that I think it is a fully. It's a it's a space combat piloting game. Right, but I, I don't know. Like, what I want is what I want in virtual reality is a game that I would pay to play on like my computer. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a full. I don't know. I don't know how in depth this game is, but. Yeah, and a lot of people said that it it leans heavily towards the piloting, like mechs. Yeah. And driving games, it makes complete sense for it because you're sitting there mm-hmm. uh, like you would be sitting in a Mac or sitting in a pilot seat or sitting in a, a car seat, um, you know, just controlling that way makes more sense, you know. Yes, sir. So. But and that was my big takeaway from the whole E3 thing. Yeah. Will, Will did you have anything? No, I, like, listening to other people talk about the VR and stuff like that, like, it sounds very promising and cool, and as much as I'm not into virtual reality, I think it was definitely the m- most important thing that was shown at E3, uh, that and the HoloLens, I think it was all just really cool stuff. So yeah, yeah my takeaway was the same as yours, as much as I'm not into it as much as you, I definitely think it was like, it's the future. The future is now. Yeah. One of the uh, developers, I don't remember who it was, someone that worked on the Deus Ex games said he thinks that VR is going to ultimately be kind of a fad. Oh, it's really? It's going to fade fairly quickly. I think that's BS. Do you? Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe know. it's wishful thinking, but I don't know. Yeah. All the reports point to uh I mean I don't I don't really see how that could be cuz there's just so many I don't know. Yeah, what excites me about it is not just the games that are going to be coming out for it, but the the modders that make games you already have work with VR, you know? Yeah. Old racing games that you love that they're going to put you in uh in, in the car seat and have you actually driving those and old piloting games, you know, stuff like that. I think I think it's going to be cool. The, there's people already working on a Skyrim uh mod for for VR, so Sure. I think stuff like that's going to be and it's not even just gaming though, you know? Yeah. Like I don't I don't I don't the the possibilities for VR go extend well beyond like what you can do in video games and that's why I think you know regardless of what it does for gaming it's going to do so much for so many other industries that it doesn't doesn't even matter like virtual tours. Yeah. You know, of places you could never afford to visit. Yeah. You know? Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be I, HoloLens more so, but I think it's going to be important for home manufacturing, you know, for designing things. And uh, with 3D printing, uh, you can pretty much make anything you want out of plastic. I think it's going to have you, huge ramifications for home manufacturing for whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I always use the example of, like, prosthetics. Um, you know, you can tailor make tailor make your own home prosthetics with um you know with with vr or ultra or, or ar and and your th- 3d printer you know and you can teach yourself how to do it with virtual reality exactly you can you can install your prosthetic limb you could do, you could do it all yeah which i think is cool but that's not i mean that's not really gaming related but that that's where i see the future of vr and ar is in in home manufacturing i think that's going to be the next big like tech revolution you know yeah i wish i could afford a 3d printer because i would i would have one no doubt oh yeah how much how much do they run they're not i mean they make they range from like 300 bucks you can get a cheap cheapo one to thousands oh gosh you know the materials material is probably more expensive than ink though huh i don't i don't know it's it, it you know what it looks like from what i've seen it looks like string trimmer wire it just feeds into the machine and and it you know makes whatever you're you want out of plastic. It's just like a thin string of plastic. So, so that's where um, the last uh, bit of string trimmer wire goes. <laughs> yeah, or, or almost like like hot glue, kind of mm. that that sort of thing. Which I thought was neat. All sorts of colors, you know, anything. Uh, you know what I want to do for E three just quickly. What's that? Talk about the the big games that came out in just a quick yay or nay or like oh, wait okay. and see yeah well okay um I'm trying to find a I should have had this ready I, I looked at one earlier just a good list of all the all the big games to give people an idea of what we're going to be covering later on in the year too you know yeah so uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate no. no they would have to it would have to get like perfect tens I think for me to to buy into it. And I would have yeah, to, that's that's a wait and see for me. Yeah, I would have to know that the the control scheme is much better. Uh, Battleborn. That's gonna be free to play, right? I'll probably play it. No, it's the gearbox sort of game. Yeah, I think that one's it, gonna be oh, free to play. Free, is it free to play? I think it'll be free to play. If it's free to play, I'll I'll try it, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in that one. I don't. I I'm wait. Is that supposed to come out this year still? 
I don't. I have no idea. I think the beta is just coming out like later this year. Okay, if I remember correctly. Uh, Cod Blops three. No. Nay. Eric, I'll play. I'll play Will's copy. <laughs> I'm not buying it for the campaign. <laughs> Eric's gonna buy it. Yeah, Eric's gonna be the one to buy it. Uh, Dark Souls three. We didn't really have enough to go on there. That's Cuphead. Come, that'll come out next year. Cuphead is a yes. Yeah. I'll definitely Dave's buy Dave's X that. Mankind Divided. Definitely. Uh huh. Yeah, that's a yeah for me. Uh, Destiny expansion. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think. Yeah. Uh, Dishonored two. Yeah. yeah. It's a definite yeah already. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I like the first one enough to think the second one's going to be a lot better. It's a wait and see for me. The division. No, I, I'm going to say no for now. Yeah, I'm. A- That's going to need to convince me too. Anything from Ubisoft, I need convincing. Yep, wait and see. Doom. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I probably not right away. Yeah, same here. Eventually. I I don't know. There's something about that demo that I really liked. I did too. Uh, it, it just for me generally shooters. I I need story. You know, like story, story, like Metro yeah. story or Bioshock story or Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. Fable Legends did, was did, was Fable Legends any three? Yeah, yeah. Free to play. I'll play it definitely. Oh, that's gonna be free to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yep, free to play, cross-platform multiplayer for PC and Xbox One. Microtransactions? Oh yeah, probably loaded. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Fallout Four. I think I know the answer to that. Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven remake. Eh. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm really interested. Will, are you going to get it for PS4 or wait for it to come out on PC eventually? Probably PS4, because it'll be out first on PS4, and I'm really interested to see what happens with this. You're going to let me borrow your PS4, right? Definitely. I don't think that's coming out for like two or three years. They just started it. They just started working on it. That's a 2017, probably. Mm -hmm. Fire Emblem Fates. Oh my god, yeah. Definitely. Heck yeah. Gears 4. If it comes out on PC... Which I think it's going to, but I'll I'll play it. It's a big no for me. Yeah, same here. I don't know. I like I've always liked Gears. I think Gears I'm, and Beers, that's the only way I'll play <laughs> Gears of War. Yeah. I'll probably end up getting it and really liking it, but right now I'm kinda like meh yeah. on it. Halo five. If it comes out on PC. I don't I'll buy it. I don't want it, but I'm gonna get it. That would be nice for it to come out on PC, wouldn't it? Yes it would. Horizon. If I had a PS four I would definitely buy that game yep that looked awesome yeah i'm in i'm in for that one kingdom hearts 3 meh really i I don't know nothing really shocked me about that comes on pc once again i've never played a kingdom hearts so i want to play it i always like the idea of it yeah i like the crossover between like square enix stuff and disney stuff even though i'm not a huge fan of disney yes but i was surprised they didn't put star wars in there Maybe for the next Kingdom Hearts, they'll do Star Wars. Oh, it's that, not too late, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. I think they only... Well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess they could still do it, but they only revealed that... Uh, what is it? Tangled is going to be the the new world in there. Oh, great. But, I mean, so, <laughs> if they put Star Wars in there, that'd be awesome. I haven't Why not seen, Frozen? I don't know. Frozen would be perfect. I think uh, Big Hero 6 would be awesome, because I yeah. love that movie, too. Plus Mario Frozen. and Luigi Paper Jam. I'll probably get that. Well, 
Eh, I don't know. Nintendo underwhelmed me so much that I just... I don't know. They Their E3 digital event has soured you on <laughs> their games. I mean, I'm still going to get Star Fox and Mario Tennis, but... Oh, you're going to get Star Fox? Speaking I'm, of underwhelming. I'm getting Star Fox. Yeah, why wouldn't I get Star Fox? You guys are crazy. Why? It didn't look that bad. I think it did. I think I think it looked good. Yeah. Did you did you watch any Treehouse stuff? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah, it looked a yeah. lot better on there than it did during the direct. I don't know. I still wasn't, wasn't that impressed with it. Uh, Metal Gear 5? No. Yes. Maybe. Wow, oh, you guys. Metroid Prime? Metroid, Metroid Prime Federation? Mm-hmm. No. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that that was one of the things I saw in Treehouse that they that they showed that looked a lot better uh, in the Treehouse than it did on the... On the know, Dan. Not the multiplayer part, but the or not the uh, the multiplayer game part, the battle ball or whatever it was, but the the actual game looked decent to me. Uh, Nintendo said they know what they're doing with Metroid. That's I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm not as angry as most people are. I didn't sign the petition or anything, but that's not the kind of game I would sit and play on a 3ds. No, me neither. But again, uh, that was one I scoffed at at the direct, and then when I watched it being played, like I was like, oh, that's. That's okay. Yeah. I'd probably rather play Bat Blast Ball. Blast Ball. You know what? The new Metroid game will probably be a Nintendo NX launch title. They said they know what they're doing, so maybe. Yeah. Of course, of course they don't. No Man's Sky. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a day one. Can't wait. Are you getting it on Steam, Dan? Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Um, Corey's in now. I already have a plan of what I'm going to do in No Man's Sky for when I can finally get my grubby paws on it. What are you going to do? I'm just going to explore the outer rim. I'm not going to make my way towards the center. What if you don't start in the outer rim? Then I'll make my way towards the outer rim. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be heading for the middle to meet other people, but I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, I want to explore a large chunk of the galaxy, upgrade my stuff, and then maybe eventually, if I'm, if I'm still playing it, I'll uh, make my way towards the center. This might be a game that I play once, and that'll be it. Could be. That's how I feel about it. Like, I think I'll play it, and it'll be cool, but then I'll just have really no... Nothing pulling me back into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I listened to Danny O'Dwyer from Games, GameSpot, who who actually got to play it. Uh, he said it was it w- was reminiscent of, of Minecraft. Uh, yeah. The, the difference is, like, in Minecraft, like... Really, it's pointless to play it unless you're gonna actually like build something. Whereas this game has, No Man's Sky has, uh, it's more focused. You know, there's 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 more things you, that you need to do without needing to be creative and and building things. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, they were talking about how you can land on a planet and there will be like an abandoned ship there that's way better than your ship, but you know there's some things wrong with it that you need to go out and get the resources to make better so you can use it for yourself yeah and that kind of stuff's exciting to me like discovery is a huge thing for me and and being rewarded for taking the time to explore is a big thing too yeah um yeah he said go ahead go ahead nope he said he said they uh that he felt like there was a narrative too but he he hadn't gotten to that point yet and obviously Hello Games hasn't said anything about the narrative because I think they want people to figure it out for themselves. So 
Maybe I lied. Which, which we kind of talked about. I'll probably play this more than once. I'll definitely. Uh, Twice. <laughs> at most. <laughs> I'm definitely going to play it a lot. Even like even if there's no more systems in it than the, the stuff they already talked about, I think that's probably going to be enough for me to play it for a while. Really? Yeah. You crazy? Why? What? I've always—that's like a dream of mine to be a solitary planetary explorer and just pop from one planet to the next, see what's there. All right, Rise of the Tomb Raider. When it finally comes out on PC. Yes, but not on the day Fallout Four comes out. You can get it for a 360. I don't have a 360. I wouldn't play it on 360 anyway. No, you crazy. Not something like that. Sea of Thieves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that looked cool. Did look cool. But apparently they did not have the game at E3. They just had that little demo that they showed at the press conference. Yeah. I mean, it's probably still early. Yeah. But at least it looks like Rare's working on something interesting. Shenmue 3 is probably a wait and see for all of us, yeah? I'll, I'll probably play it. Who am I kidding? Once it com- finally comes out. I got the impression that that one's not coming out for a while either. Same time Final Fantasy VII. Probably. 20, late 2017. <laughs> South Park. Yes. Yeah. The Fractured Butthole. Can't wait for that. Excuse me. The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. Like on uh, uh, Dark Souls. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Yep. Yes. Though I'm starting to get a little concerned about Star Wars Battlefront. Why is there to get concerned? Yeah, everyone seems it's uh, says it's super shallow. Oh yeah, it'd definitely be shallow. Hmm. Well, if you think about it, the first the first Battlefront games were kind of shallow. Yeah, but people are fans of the series are saying it's even more shallow than those. Uh, I think they're looking at those games with nostalgia tinted glasses. Maybe I was, I was just going to say how much nostalgia is playing into the fact that people aren't liking the new one. Well, well, one of the things I didn't like about it that I heard was that you know how in the old games, like you could go to where the ships spawn and stuff. Well, this one, like, it, there's like a. I, it almost seemed like you fill up a timer or something, and that's when you 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 have access to a ship. Like they're not just like sprinkled out throughout the map. They're it's something that that'll pop up that like oh it's your turn to use a X wing or whatever. Oh, God, which I didn't. Well, that was that's other that's the the battle or not battlefront uh, battlefield battlefield has the battlefield games right. Well, they, no, they, they, have, they have stuff sprinkled all over the map. They, I think you can spawn things too, right? They have stuff in yeah. your bases and stuff like that, and that it people, spawns on a timer though, doesn't it? Yeah. Wait, you are wait. Are you talking about like hey, it's your turn to now get uh. X-wing and everybody gets one during a match. Or they, they said something about get, like getting coins. Like if you get a, a handful of coins, then you'd be able to uh, maybe from kills or something. Uh, then you would get you would get to to finally summon. Uh, which, however, it was explained, I didn't really care for 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 that. Um, I would much rather have them be sprinkled out throughout the map. Because in Battlefield, they'll, they'll all be in, like, your spawn, and then, like, you yeah. take what's there, and Which then there's more that spawn once yeah, eventually. they get destroyed. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it would make more sense. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I specifically remember the the Battlefront games being relatively shallow, but that's not what made them so great. What made them so great was it was big, beautiful Star Wars battles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's all. I mean that demo got me for that very reason is 
you were running around in Star Wars places as Star Wars people doing Star Wars things. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be Destiny. Destiny is pretty shallow. In different ways, yeah. Right, right, right. Fair enough. Uh, Mario Maker is a big yes for me. That might be the only game I buy this year. That's a, that's a yes for me, too. Mm, I think I'm going to pass on it. Well... I don't, know, I don't know. I'm not creative enough to mess around with it. Okay. That was another one. Once again, watching the Nintendo Treehouse, some of the awesome stuff that people made. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's that's what's going to be. The, and it's very intuitive, too, from what I understand. So. Yeah, definitely. Like, even searching for levels that other people have made and uploaded, like, so cool. And one, yeah. of, the, one of the cool things about it, too, is in order for you to upload a level to whatever the place you get i don't know it probably has a name but you you have to beat the level before you can upload it so there's not going to be any impossible levels there's going to be some that are really hard to beat but you have to beat it before you can upload it which i think is fair Mm -hmm. so agreed uh last guardian (laughs) i don't know (laughs) there wasn't enough to go on i don't think i would have been interested in that if i had again had a ps4 well, for a game that's been in development forever, and granted, it's switched hands multiple times, it was very underwhelming. Well, I don't know how much is in the game. Just because what they showed, it doesn't encapsulate the entire game. Yeah. So I'm waiting until there's more on it. I mean, I guess, how do you live up to the hype of five years of, you know... You don't. Unknown. Like, you really can't. Right. So... Maybe I'm being a little unfair, but I don't know. Uh, Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. No. No. Nah. Me too. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yes. That's a maybe for me at this point. I haven't quite decided. Because the thing is, like, you know, it, they're trying to decide if, if we're going to get it for PC or if... You know, Will and Eric are going to get it for PS4. I don't know that I want to be the deciding factor for that. You know, no, they're all going to get it on PC. Yeah. You, oh, you're. Are you getting it on PC? Definitely too, Corey. Um. You can, you see, can't, that's that's the thing. You like, can't share it. So. You, you, you either have to get it or not get it. You know, and I don't want I don't want Will and Eric to Bummer. get on PC and for not us to not ever play it together. You know. Because I know they would probably play it on PS4. That's what's going to happen. But like, what's our track record for? Not very good games played together online. (laughs) Pretty much begins and ends with Heroes of the Storm. Right, (laughs) not very good. And like I said, so that so that's a it's a maybe for me at this point. If it's seeming like you're not going to buy it, Corey, then I probably just won't get it and and let Eric and Will get it for PS4. (sighs) So, Uh, Uncharted Four, big fat no for me. Uh, I'm not a hater. I just I, that's not my kind of video game. Yeah, I would have never it. has been, never will be. If I if I saw my PS4, I would get it probably. Yeah, I mean it's a PS4. just because it's it's the series on on PlayStation. So that's probably I I'd probably borrow Eric's. You know, that's probably what would end up happening. So XCOM two, shut up and take my money. Yep. Xenoblade Chronicles X is now a wait and see for me after some not so great reviews yeah i think i'm still gonna get that it looks interesting enough to me from what i saw on the nintendo treehouse it's it's still gonna be a buy maybe i'll borrow it from you dan yeah it's fine 
And Yoshi's Wooly World. That's a buy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just a blanket buy. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the, it's a co-op game for me and the wife to play. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, I have different uh, different parameters. Different parameters for buying games. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a that's a good reason right there. Skylanders Supercharged. That's going to be a buy for me. That comes this- out in September. Yeah, for me, like a game like Yoshi's Woolly World is something I'm sure I would have a good time playing, but it's something that to spend sixty dollars on. It's not gonna be sixty. I think, I think it's, it's gonna 40. be forty. Well, forty, whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather just borrow it from somebody and, and play through it and call it good. But it's kind of like what I did with Super Mario 3D World. Will yeah, but it's so cute, Corey. Yeah, I don't know. Those games, a game has to have a lot of like depth for me to want to spend money on it and keep playing it. Yeah. Well, uh, again, too, uh, I have a co-op partner to play these games with. Would that you, you do. Would you be more likely to buy something like that if you had someone to play it with? Absolutely, I would. Yeah. So, Corey, we can play together. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's going to happen. Yeah. All right, any other final thoughts for E3? Mm, no. Put it, put it to bed? Yeah. Um... Oh, wait, what about Madden NFL 16, guys? <laughs> yeah. Not interested. <laughs> Will, Madden? Ugh, God, no. No? I'll we didn't even talk up. about any of the indies or anything. I'll probably end up buying it, though, like an no. idiot. Uh, the Witness, not at E3? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with The Witness. Is this even a game anymore? Yeah. Appar- apparently, it's it's just about ready to go, but... You'd think there would be something at E3, but apparently not. Well, you know John Blow. He's... You know what he's doing is he's uh, lowering the bar. You think? He's, yeah, getting the hype out of the way. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Because he's smart. He is smart. All right, let's move on to Nibblebit, shall we? Yeah! Corey, why don't you guys start with Nibblebits? Uh, Apple pulled a number of games from its App Store today that featured the Confederate flag. Uh, this included a number of strategy Civil War games, one of them being Civil War 1862. And the note that one of the developers received from Apple read the following. We are writing to notify you that your app has been removed from the App Store because it includes images of the Confederate flag used in offensive and mean-spirited ways. Oh, my God. So just uh, not too long ago, a few hours ago, Apple confirmed that it was banning games that featured the Confederate flag in offensive ways and denied a blanket ban. Um, but, you know, that's obviously not the case because these these historical video games that are based in the Civil War are getting banned. So, um, But did you guys see on Kotaku, Evan uh, Narcissus uh, posted a link to a game, a browser-based game, where you boo at the Confederate flag through your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as you boo, it goes down the, the flagpole until it eventually catches on fire. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was I did it for a little bit, but then I realized I was being really loud and oh, I didn't yeah, yeah. want to piss off my neighbors or anything, so yeah. I stopped. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it was really funny, but it's it's a little bit unfortunate that oh, the this the sort reaction, of thing makes me sick. It really yeah. does. 
it's, it's there's a no reason for it's a historical game there's no reason for that it's yeah. obviously a blanket ban apple just own up to it you know just admit your mistake but that's bullshit yeah, i mean and it's not just apple it's lots of things yeah. lots of places yeah and i always i always uh i took a civil war history class in college and one of the biggest things they the one of the biggest points they tried to get across was that the civil war wasn't as much about slavery and racism as people think it was right and it was a lot more about seceding. states rights and seceding and, from the union yeah yeah because of unfair tariffs was really what what caused the civil war right um so in a lot of ways like yes the the confederate flag is a a symbol of of slavery and racism but it's a symbol of a lot of other things and it what's unfortunate and, and this happens to a lot of things today like things get reduced to their most obvious point that's yeah. easy to point out and support and all the abstract stuff that comes with it is forgotten because that doesn't make a catchy headline or a good soundbite you know yeah. like it's easy to say the confederate flag is a symbol of racism and rather than you know the confederate flag is a symbol of racism and you know states well, states rights and you know what the constitution was written to defend and stuff yeah. but i don't know like that gets lost like anything else it's it's always a more nuanced than than everything makes it out to be you know it's a it is a very nuanced topic and like yeah. you said it, it does have have to do with racism and, and slavery and stuff but um it, it's also historical you know yeah it, it happened and and i don't know i i think apple going out and banning games with that have the confederate flag and and ignoring the historical significance of of the civil war and all that stuff and and, and again this goes back to i i think our country does a terrible job with teaching history mm-hmm. you know um because yeah, nowadays nowadays people are like, oh yeah, we we don't need to ever see the Confederate flag again without having any idea any idea of of what what that meant to our country, you know, mm-hmm. 150 years ago or whatever. Well, the problem is racist people use the Confederate flag. Well, exactly. That's their <laughs> so, th- right. That, that's High their school? that's their symbol for for racism. When yeah, like you said, it's 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 more than that. Just that, you know. Yeah. So. It's too bad. This country's going to hell in a handbasket. And it'll, I still say, like, it just boils down to that idea, like, the Twitter, the tweet society that we live in. It's what makes the best soundbite, you know, yeah. what is the most favorable. Nobody wants to dig into the, the facts about things. They just want right. to latch on to whatever looks the most. Which is, incidentally, one of the, progressive. one of the reasons why I got off of social media. Is that very same thing? Because everything is so like, like you said, it's it's filed down to a to a nub, to a point, to a word. Um, all the PR marketing jargon, garbage nonsense is. I couldn't take it anymore. You know. Yeah. Everything's just so calculated. It's inhuman. You know. Yeah. Hollow. Very the hive hollow. mind, man. Awful. That's that Twitter is perfect for the hive mind. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, that's the little soapbox yeah. chat there. It's yeah. been a while since we did that. Yeah. But now is our opportunity to do it again. <laughs> a new quest featured in Destiny's Taken King expansion requires that you buy a can of Red Bull to activate it. 
Uh, so it's going to be a Red Bull exclusive quest from September 18th to December 31st uh, as part of the Taken King expansion. Also includes a 30-minute experience booster, which I think is a great way to do a brand partnership. Sure, you know, yeah. you buy a can of Red Bull, you get 30-minute, a code for a 30-minute experience boost. Makes sense. That's what Halo, that, Halo did for uh, Mountain Dew. That's great. I love that stuff. I used... I used to work in brand partnerships, so this stuff is all really oh. fun to me, and I think that's yeah. great. Great ideas. Um, unfortunately, this one was really poorly timed. Yeah. Because, because a lot of people were really upset with this whole Taken King expansion and the cost of it um, and what they're getting out of it. And there was an interview today or yesterday with one of the developers who said something about, like... If you saw how good the emotes were, you'd just throw money at your TV screen. <laughs> Something just so stupid. Oh, yeah. boy. And then he came back today and said, I realize uh, I sounded like an asshat, and I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, you kind of did. Yep. At least he owned um, it. So, yeah, and, and it's the expansion is going to be $40, which people were freaking out about. And Ryan Winslet, I took the quote from, he's at Cinema Blend Games. He said, okay, $40 is two-thirds the cost of the full game that originally came out. But what we've seen so far sounds like one-fourth of the amount of content that came on the disc. Yeah. My whole problem with Destiny was they pushed the season pass on you. Like, when I, when I went to buy the game, the guy at GameStop asked me six times if I wanted to buy the season pass. And I didn't want it because I, like, I, I was ambivalent about the game anyway because having played the the alpha or beta or whatever um i was like no i want to you know make sure the game's okay first make sure like i didn't end up getting it which is good because i didn't end up like de- liking destiny all that much but they, they t- sell you the season pass which to me means all the downloadable content that's going to come out for destiny is in this season pass well the season pass was two pieces of downloadable content and now they're adding more like i really yeah. hate that really hate that you're not the only one, Dan. Well, that's good. <laughs> People, should, <laughs> it's it's frustrating. So, but Techland, did you guys see the Techland? I did. Dying Light spoof today. Yep. Uh, they sort of copied the graphic design of the Red Bull um, exclusive quest that Destiny put out. And did their own uh, that rewards players for drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> And on the graphic, they said, post a picture with the hashtag, and you'll get a code for a weapon docket in Dying Light. I thought that was really funny. That is funny. Good but, guy, Techland. It's yeah, a fun game, too. Oh, I Great game. That. wonder what it's like the mod tools are, excuse me, uh, live and well, right? That's going on? Yeah, I haven't I haven't checked up on it. I just haven't had time, but there's probably some good mods out there now. They They came out, like, right as I was finishing up dying light as i was beating it so mm. that's one i might go back to yeah will what's up this nibble bits for you let's hear it and, and me uh relogic released a trailer for terraria's 1.3 patch Ooh, what's in it so 800 new items oh my god 800 uh new biomes new enemies like pirates and aliens in expert mode New events, a new boss, several new weapons, including a portal gun. Oh, oh that's my not God. really a weapon, but how cool is that? They added that's the awesome. portal gun. 
new, and this one was big for me, new achievements I don't care as much about, but they streamlined the multiplayer, which was always a pain to get working correctly. Yeah, yeah, because it just wouldn't, you wouldn't connect. Yeah. Unless you, like, went into your router settings and opened up ports and all that stuff. See, that's how Starbound was, too. And I just gave up on it. Because, I I mean, I was drunk, so it was was a little too hard for me to figure out. Whereas Don't Starve was so easy to hook up a multiplayer game. Yeah. Uh, Too easy. Yeah. And they also added cloud saving, which is a big one for me, because when I was playing Terraria a lot, I would often switch between my desktop and my laptop. Because that's a game that can run on everything. everything. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to have finally have cloud saving for that. And if you didn't play for a while, your characters like magically get deleted. I lost all three of my characters. Really? Oh yeah. Ugh. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, it was tragic. Bomber. No kidding. What are the new biomes that they added? I don't know. I didn't get too into it. I watched the trailer, but I can't. I can't really remember. That's crazy. Um, am I gonna have to play Terraria again? I think we're gonna have to. All right. All right. When's that other world coming out? other world terraria other world or whatever the space one edge of space no it was the purpley one the you know maybe that was trailer for 1.3 i don't know maybe are you sure it's not edge of space no dan you know what i'm talking about no look up terraria other world it's something like that oh i don't know but terraria is one of my favorite games of all time so Top five? Where did I put it? Where did it land on my drunken rant? I don't rant? remember. <laughs> no. Don't remember. I don't know. Master of Orion isn't on there, though. Five days, Will, that patch 1.3 comes out on PC. Oh, that's not far out at all. So what's next weekend is 4th of July weekend. I'm not going to be home. Oh, you're going. Yeah. It is Otherworld, by the way. Shoot. Bummer. Sorry. But anyway, Sony's Adam Boys confirmed the PlayStation Activision exclusive DLC deal for the new Call of Duty will give PlayStation owners 30 days of exclusivity. I also hate that stuff. It bugs me. I, w- I want to know how much they pay for that. Yeah. I want to know how much that costs. And if it translates into more sales. Exactly. I wouldn't think it Do would translate that- into too many more sales. Do you think the bros who used to get it for the Xbox One are going to buy a PlayStation now for the exclusive content? I don't know. I can't I, see it. I, I don't either. I think people kind of have their preferred platform, and they're probably just going to get it for that anyway. I think you're right. Like I don't, I don't see how that's worth the investment. But do you think they would do it if they didn't think it was worth it? Yeah. That's a good point. Never mind. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> I agree with Dan on that one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine it moves the needle. I mean, I, again, it depends on how much they pay for it. Like, what what would you guys think is the price tag for that? I can't. It's even probably guess. in the millions. Yeah. Oh, definitely in the millions. But like, how much? Like fifty million? You think? I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be able to put a number on it because it, it would probably make me sick. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And, I, I, and how do you, how do you, like, that's such a hard thing to market, like. Well, and it's, when, when you're pl- actually playing the game, like, you never know. Like, I remember, cause I had Destiny for the PS4 and they had a bunch of exclusive missions. I never had any idea what they were. Uh, there was like an extra strike and a few extra missions and 
I mean, it all just blended into the rest of the game. I had no idea what extra I was getting. When it was Microsoft last year, for the the trailers and stuff for Call of Duty, did they say, like, exclusive DLC first on Xbox? Yeah, probably. They always do stupid stuff like that, especially with Call of Duty, of all things. Dumb game. Drives me nuts. That that they do that instead of actually having a lot of exclusives. You know, Sony yeah. didn't have any exclusives that are coming out in this year, really. Uh they've got a few coming out next year and then some that are coming out way in the distance probably, but they they didn't have anything exclusive, so they had extra Destiny missions and extra um Call of Duty missions. They have disguised and in, in, in No, I mean I mean big like triple A games. Yeah. I don't mean I don't count JRPGs. They they definitely have the the edge on those. Oh, definitely. The only scenario I could envision that moving the needle at all is like like professional Call of Duty players and YouTubers and stuff who have all the consoles will be playing on whatever console has the exclusive DLC because, you know, they have to do it first. Yeah. And it might have that sort of trickle down effect where all these kids are watching these people play and they need to be part of that community too. Yeah. It seems like a lot of steps though for that to, to for that to actually work, you know? Is it though? Well, yeah. they have to ask their parents for money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the 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 I mean that whole that whole YouTube thing like kids watching Twitch and gamers and stuff like we didn't experience that when we were kids. No, and we didn't. I don't I still don't think I fully grasp just how big that is yeah you know yeah i don't know i don't know i guess that's the problem <laughs> we wish we knew and then uh xbox ones uh not really a nibble bit but uh, i looked at their backwards compatibility list for games uh they announced the backwards compatibility feature at e3 right now the list is rather small um it's just in the preview mode and there's more games to come i don't know do you want me to read off these quickly maybe some notables and there aren't any. Mass Effect. Kingdom for Keflings, Dan. Mass Effect's on there. That's a notable. Is it? Why would they? Yeah. Perfect Dark, Zero. That's a notable. Why wouldn't they know. launch with big games? Oh, uh, control click. I'm clicking the wrong thing here. Uh, but then I also pulled the top 20 uh, most requested games, too. Because that's the way Microsoft's going to do it. They want people to request... Let them know what games they want to see because they have to go to the publishers and get approval. Uh, notables that are in the preview mode already. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie yeah. and Banjo-Tooie. Battle Block Theater, Will. Mass yeah. Effect. Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark Zero. Super Meat Boy. Uh, Toy Soldiers. That was a fun game. Yeah, I like the Toy Soldiers games. Right now, the top five most requested are Red Dead Redemption. That would be my number one. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Skyrim, Halo Reach, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. There's a lot of Halo, Call of Duty, Gears of War, Fallout on here. Yeah. Mass Effect. Well, Fallout, 3 is, Fallout 3 is supposedly coming with Fallout 4 on Xbox there you One. Go. So mm. that'll, that'll be one of them. They better, they better add the Mass Effect games if they're not doing the remaster. One's already on there, right? Yeah, but two and three aren't. They're on the list. They're in the top 20 most requested. Nice. Okay. That's all I got. Will, what do you got? 
did anybody read the article about the about Fire Emblem Awakening saving the Fire Emblem franchise? By any yes. chance? I yeah, briefly. I skimmed it. So basically what happened was the developer of Fire Emblem Intelligent Systems uh, talked to Nintendo, and they said that this is going to be your last Fire Emblem game uh, because it wasn't making the cut with sales or anything like that. So when they were making the game, they pretty much were doing like everything that they wanted to try, but were kind of too scared to like make the diehard Fire Emblem people mad and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of made this into their like dream game and whatnot. And it sold so well that the per- same person who said, this is your last game, and said, when's the next one coming out? Yeah. And I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. And Fire Emblem Awakening is one of a, ga- a game that cracked my uh, top ten. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was by far one of my favorite games that I've played recently. Yeah. And it just kind of it got me excited. I want to play it again, even though I played it already this year. And like I'm really excited for Fire Emblem Fates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of those articles that I was like, gave me that good feeling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and my other one is Bethesda let a fan pay for Fallout 4 uh, in bottle caps. 2,200 bottle caps. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Corey, did you see that article? I did. I actually tweeted something about that today. Oh, did you? Like an image of the bottle caps. That. The, I, be- the- I bet you that guy has been saving those ever since he's like, hey, I got an idea. And it was started, 2,240 bottle just, caps. Just started saving bottle caps at that point. He's like, I'm going to try to pay for Fallout 4 when it gets announced it, with bottle caps. And it's so cool that Bethesda let him do that. And it's kind of one of those like good PR moves, basically. Because everybody sees that and they're like, oh, that's really awesome. So Yeah. Yeah, well, you didn't tweet that, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. But no, nobody covered you got, it. You got it, bro. Well, you didn't cover it, so. no, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But those are my two nibble bits. Okay. Uh, me next. Uh, first, it had been, I don't know, I guess taken out of context, maybe, that the Fallout 4 frame rate and resolution would be at 1080p, 30 frames per second for everyone. Uh, I guess that was a quote from from Todd Howard from, I think, Digital Spy had that interview or something, or excerpts from yeah. that interview, uh, which to me didn't seem right uh and that that lit the internet ablaze like last weekend and you know people were like po'd and i was like that doesn't seem right uh and then sure enough i think it was monday or tuesday uh bethesda tweeted on their official account that uh, fallout 4 frame rate and resolution will not be limited in any way on pc so that's good i figured i don't know i I figured it wouldn't be dan but sorry go ahead i figured it wouldn't be yeah when i tweeted that initial 1080p 30 frames per second on everything yeah. um, i put on everything in quotes, quotes yeah because i assumed like it can't be the case for pc no no definitely not i think it was just uh taken out of context mis- miscommunication yeah definitely um which kind of leads me into my next tweet uh or my next nibble bit back on batman arkham knight pc port is apparently quite the disaster uh players are reporting widespread issues in including crashing, unplayable frame rates, and all sorts of graphical jank. Uh, SLI, which is the running two graphics cards at once, actually makes a game run worse than just a single graphics card, which makes absolutely no sense. Uh, All recommended and minimum specs quoted were for the artificial 30 frames per second cap and not 60 frames per second. So all the, the 
recommended specs were for running the game at 30 frames per second instead of 60 frames per second. The port was so bad that Warner Warner Brothers Interactive and Rocksteady have decided to pull the game from Steam, and even third-party sellers like Green Man Gaming has said if the game isn't fixed by the first patch, they would be offering refunds as well. Um, so this is why I didn't end up getting it, or I'm glad I didn't end up buying it for, from Green, Green Man Gaming for PC. Um, it's infuriating. It's surprising that that can happen still. Yeah. Well, I, the, I was talking to Will earlier and the rumor around is that they, they outsourced their PC port to Iron Galaxy. Uh, and Iron Galaxy was only able to get on, get, get their hands on it about two months ago. Um, and only had two months and 12 people to work on the PC port. Yeah, Warner Brothers had no problem throwing them under the bus either. I don't know if you saw their official tweet. No. But it was like, we are working with our third-party developer, PC developer, to get the issue sorted out. Yeah. It's like, no. Why don't you just sort out the issue and... It's your game. No. Yeah. I think everyone I think everyone realizes at this point you gave Iron Galaxy the short end of the stick. Yeah. Um, I watched Total, Total Biscuits uh, Port Report. Uh, and just how bad the the game is it's it's quite the mess i think it's going to be a little while till they get everything sorted out and fixed all right (laughs) (laughs) it's i think it's embarrassing to be honest video games uh, 15 warner brothers also did mortal kombat x which is also a mess on pc so watch out that that means mad max is not uh not a buy for me I was considering it, but now I'm going to wait. I don't trust Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is the new Ubisoft, who was the new EA. Just spend that uh, money on the DVD when it comes out. Yeah, uh, that's, I do want to watch the movie. So that's all I had. My other one was Fatal Frame, which I already talked about. So, How was your week, Corey? It was good. I uh, have three pieces of entertainment I'd like to talk about. Let's hear it. Just quickly, uh, I saw Jurassic World. Uh-huh. Not a not a great film. I've heard, but a fun movie, fun experience, and it sort of lived and died for me on the references to the original film. Gotcha. Um, I like Chris Pratt. I yeah. think he's a handsome, charming dude. I don't think they used him very well. Um, just a lot of bad acting and terrible writing, but still fun just okay. because of the references to the old star wars like a lot of the set pieces weren't great um jurassic park you mean what jurassic park you mean i think you said star wars set pieces oh sorry wait star wars set pieces no a lot of the set pieces weren't great oh no you said star wars when did i say star wars? well it doesn't matter yeah i, I, I meant jurassic park if i said star wars yes um yeah, so I, I do recommend going to see it in the theaters. It, it is fun, but not not nearly as good as the first movie. Okay. Uh, I also saw Interstellar last night. I got home from work and fell asleep on the couch at about 5 p.m. and woke up at about 10 p.m. So I pretty much took a five-hour nap, and I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep last night. So at about... 11 o'clock I started watching Interstellar, which is almost a three-hour movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I had no trouble staying awake for it. And Dan, I think you should watch it. I yeah. don't know how familiar you are with it. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, so it's... Uh, what's his face? Not Kevin Costner. What's his name? Um, True Detective. 
don't know. Kevin Spacey. Oh my god, I can't think of his name. It's like one of the most popular actors right now. Yeah, I know. I know who you anyway, mean. Anyway. Tom Cruise. The guy from Surfer Dude. <laughs> it's like the worst movie to cite for him. I was gonna say, you gotta you gotta name something I would have seen. Uh Wolf Kevin of Wall Bacon. Street's in the beginning he's the home. Wait, guy. What, what movie? Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't see that. Oh no, 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 no. Oh my god, you guys. This is terrible. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna look it up. Keep I'm talking. I'm the worst movie person you can ask. But anyway, uh, he is a farmer with a piloting past, and he did work for NASA at one point. And he sort of stumbles upon a secret NASA program that their goal is to save humanity because the Earth is dying essentially. Uh, but what it does really well is deals with the idea of interstellar travel and uh relativity and how time influences things yeah, yeah um but it gets real trippy towards the end of it nice and i wasn't in love with the movie overall but i think it did that stuff really well and it was you know as somebody who kind of is into that whole matt mcconaughey yes thank you uh-huh. <laughs> god why couldn't i think of his name oh it's embarrassing that's fine but uh, for like people who are into nerdy, physicsy, space travel-y stuff, it's it's really good. Well, yeah, I, I read a uh, Arthur C. Clarke science fiction book, and someone sneaks onto an alien spaceship, and it's eighty light years away, mm-hmm. um, and and just he knew it was going to be a like a one way trip for him. Uh, well, he knew he'd come back, but he knew when he came back, everyone would be dead. Um, it ended up only ended up taking like six months. Uh, for them to travel that that at that speed, but it was because it was eighty light years away, like eighty years passed before he got there, and by the time he gave, came back, it was one hundred and sixty years later. You know, the Earth had changed significantly, oh, yeah. so it was, that's kind of what you are talking about, right? With yeah, the, with it's, the time, and, it's it's a little bit of a spoiler, but um, he wants to get back to his family. Yeah, at some point, but he's doing this interstellar travel. There is a wormhole near Saturn. Uh, and at one point they go through the wormhole and at one point they need to go to this planet, but they determine that every hour spent on that planet is seven years of earth time. Wow. So it's really stressful to watch that scene unfold because you know, you, you fall in love with the guy and his family and you just want him to get home to his family before they all die off. Yeah. And just every second that ticks off, you're like, Oh my God, get off that plane. But I don't know. It does that stuff really well, but, um, not a, not a great movie. Right. But I do recommend it. And the other thing, just quickly, is Kung Fury. Um, if you haven't seen Kung Fury, it's only 30 minutes on YouTube. You can watch it. It's a Kickstarter film. It's sort of uh, so bad it's good on purpose. Spoof on, like, 80s terrible kung fu movies. Nice. Um, it's very over the top, but a lot of fun to watch. And, again, only 30 minutes. So cool. check that out if you get the chance. Nice. Anything else, Corey? Nope. What do you got, Will? Uh, honestly, not a whole lot. Uh, one of my friends is home from the uh, Air Force, so I've been hanging out with him playing video games, and I'm going to be going to Florida 4th of July next week, so I won't be on, not next episode, but the one after. Correct? Yeah, that'll be our Arkham Knight episode, most likely. So, so we're not going to have a full crew until after I get back. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be three people for a little while. Yeah. Just... Is it just me and you next week, Dan? No. No, I'll be here. Oh, yeah, okay. we'll be here next week. It's the week after he won't be here, but Eric will be back. I think, depending on the schedule, I guess. Right. As long as we don't record the night before July third, I can't 
pick any dates I think out of that's my mind. Friday. Okay, yeah, we won't need to do that. Okay. Because I have the load that day, gotcha. and it's the 4th of July, and I don't want to be yeah. up until 1. I don't blame you. So. Okay. But other than that, I mean, I played a lot of Smash. A lot of Smash. Yeah. Or a disgusting amount of Smash, even. Nice. So I'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Uh, I don't really have, have much to talk about either. I haven't. I don't think I've watched anything, really. Uh, I pretty much play games in any spare moment I have. Like I said, Eric was kind enough to let me borrow his PS4 and Batman Arkham Knight uh, while he's out of town, so I've been playing through that. Um, but I'll talk about that during what we played. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to take a quick break because i got to take a whiz. So we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 205 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, we are now what we played. Will, you want to talk about Smash first? Or? Yeah, I can talk about Smash. We got? So they recently did a bundle and released Lucas, Ryu, uh, Roy, and a couple new maps into the game. One was a remake, uh, Dreamland 64. They did a Street Fighter map, and then they released the Miiverse map for free. And I talked about the Miiverse map uh, a little bit, or yep. stage. Basically, messages come up saying, like, if you're playing as Ike, like, somebody rooting Ike on, you know? Because, like, after you win the match, you post a message from that the victory screen, you know, when they're clapping and the person's, you know, like, first place. Mm-hmm. So you post a message after that, and it goes up after, like, while you're fighting as that character. As I said, hilarity ensues with some of the stuff that gets by. Uh... Playing with four people, it's a blast to, like, have one person see the message and then start laughing and pause and then just zoom in on it and uh-huh. have it be a wiener or whatever. <laughs> a lot of screen caps from that. Nice. Um, so, which character do you guys want to hear about first? Lucas? Ryu. Ryu? Ryu? Yeah, being a new character to the... Yeah, so Ryu is uh, the first, like, new character for the DLC that they they added, they've pretty much been going under the backlog of uh, characters that they've cut out from past games. Was Ryu in the pa- Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah Lucas, character. Roy, and Mewtwo were all yeah. past characters. Um, so Ryu... I should say first that all the new characters are, like, really, really good. Um, but Ryu is, like, a... A lot of people thought he was going to be, like, Little Mac. He isn't. He has a better recovery and stuff like that. And he's more well-balanced with Little Mac. Little Mac is only really good at ground fighting. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ryu is really, really good at pretty much everything. His uh, He's got his recovery. You know how like characters have the up B for their recovery? It's like their triple jump. Yeah. Uh, but Ryu's B moves, like all the special moves, all help him with recovery. So like his over B is a, the spinning kick, the whirlwind kick. Mm-hmm. So like if he's really far off stage, he can just whirlwind kick back to the stage. That helps, and he's got his up B and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, his Hadouken, which is that blue thing, yeah, is yeah. just the B button. Command man. Yeah, exactly. So it's fun to just do that. And, like, I was playing as Kirby the other day, and I just, like, you know how Kirby copies the power? So mm-hmm. I was just that, and it's, like, little Kirby doing the Hadouken, just pressing B. It's a lot of fun. Nice. But, uh, yeah, he's really strong. He does a ton of damage. He can kill pretty quick. Um, I think he's... He's probably gonna be a character that are, is gonna be in Smash tournaments, is my okay. guess. Nice. Um ton of fun to play i really enjoy him he's probably my least favorite of the three that came out but because i like the other two more and i've played with them Mm -hmm. um so then there's lucas uh his moveset got moved changed a little bit uh it's like got tweaked to do a few things so uh, 
what they try to avoid is having copies of characters. So, like in past games, Ness was Ness and Lucas were like kind of clone characters, and like Falcon and Fox kind of clone characters. So they're trying to like deviate them just enough so like they play differently. Uh-huh. So like with Ness, his over B, which is the fire attack, you know how you can get trapped into it. Yeah, Lucas's fire attack like pushes you away. So like it does more damage. Uh, like on impact and it, like you go flying back. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. His lightning attack, you know how you do the up B and it like the l- electric bolt. Uh, when Nessus hits you, it like disappears. Uh, but Lucas's goes through you and you can keep hitting them with it if you can follow him. So that's a, like something that, you know, gets damage. But Lucas has my favorite attack in the entire game and it's his up smash. I can't really explain it, but he goes like, he raises his hands into the air mm-hmm. and like, this like magical thing goes up and explodes and like it kills people so fast. It's my favorite move in the game. If you watch a video of him doing it, it's so powerful. But the hitbox is like really tiny, so you have to right. like time it up perfectly. And if you don't time it up, they're gonna hit you and punish your character. Mm. But uh, Lucas, I'm really happy is back. He's a fan favorite. He's somebody I didn't think should have been cut in the first place. Right. Um, and then there's Roy. Roy is by far the best of the three. Uh, he is fast like Marth and Lucina, but he has the power of Ike. Oh, wow. Uh, and I've killed people at 60% before. Mm-hmm. His B attack is super powerful. You know how all of them have, like, the charge-up sword mm-hmm. and whatnot? Uh, his is just, like, kills you at 40%. Wow. It's crazy. He's so good. And he's a ton of fun to play, and... You know, a lot of people were upset that he was, he's been, you know, mistreated, even though he's not a relevant character in Fire Emblem. I don't even know which Fire Emblem he was in. It was the earlier ones, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, he, uh, but he got a lot of love in this one. Mm-hmm. And they changed his moveset up a little bit. Uh, he was in Melee, so I don't remember it as much, but a lot of people on the internet said that, you know, he is fairly different from what he was. Other than that, I mean, Corey, you want to know anything? Which you prefer? I mean,. I like, I don't know, between Lucas and, Ryu's my least favorite only because I like the other characters more, but I play Ness more than Lucas, so I'd probably say Roy. Roy's our boy. Yeah, Roy's our boy, exactly. That's the the, the chant, uh, too, is the, you know how, like, when a character's doing yeah. really good, the crowd starts chanting, that's the Roy chant. Oh, that's cool. Is Roy's our boy. Um, character models are awesome, by the way. A lot of the different uh, skin variations are pretty cool. It's cool. I don't know. I just like everything. I remember these characters from Brawl and Melee and stuff like that. It's like nice to see them updated with the like Ryu graphics and like yeah. it just looks better and looks a lot nicer. Uh, looks a lot cooler. But like me and my friends have been playing a ton of Smash recently because we've all been hanging out because mm-hmm. my friends in from the Air Force. So like it's just what we sit down and play for a couple hours. Yeah, and it's fun. Have a ton of fun. It's such a good game. Nintendo knocked it out of the park and with the, just. I'm guessing Wolf is going to be put back into the game with Star Fox coming out. Yeah, maybe. So that'll be another character from the backlog. They need to add Ice Climbers, by the way. That's You don't cut a character that's been in since Melee, I don't think, just because the 3DS couldn't handle it. I still don't like that. Yeah. When are they going to put King Boo in this game? They should. Yeah. You should uh, do the, the petition. Or not the there petition, the... Poll. The poll, yeah. Because they're not going by popularity. They're going by characters that they think would be... I, like, so I put Bayonetta. That would be a good character. Well, Alex Trebek is, like, doing good for the <laughs> poll, so, like... <laughs> they could just make a me of Alex Trebek. Yeah, it's just, like... Not the same. You know how, like, they have the character and then the tagline for the character? Like, 
It's Alex Trebek is putting the other fighters in jeopardy. Yeah. Is the tagline. Oh, nice. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, so I think they're just picking from characters they think that would be good. Nice. And King Boo has been getting shafted in Mario games recently. Cutting him from Mario Kart and whatnot. Um, the other thing that I played is the new Heroes map. Um, I won't talk about it for too much because I'm, you know, the patch isn't officially out yet. So what they do is the public test realm mm-hmm. for their Blizzard games, and what that is is they upload their patches and stuff early into that, like a week early, and then people can test it out and mess with like everything and see if there's bugs and whatnot. So like all of the character reworks are in the public test realm. So like Brightwing's a lot different. Jaina lost some stuff. Like so, the characters are how they're going to be when the patch gets imp- implemented next week. But the reason I did it was to play the new map. And the new map is awesome. Yeah, it looks cool. So the gist of it is, I talked about it a little bit, is that there's two lanes, a top and a bottom, and then a massive jungle in the middle with a bunch of, like, camps, uh, bruiser camps, siege camps, and whatnot. And in the middle is two immortals fighting. I don't remember their names. But what happens is they're, they, like, if they're just fighting themselves, like, nothing goes down and they all have hit points. So, like, nothing happens. It's a wash. So what you have to do is the two teams have to go and fight the immortals and help yours win in the fight. And if you kill it, your immortal helps fight, you know, helps siege with you. So what's going on is, like, both teams are fighting the different immortals and, like, I'm Nova. So, like, I would just go in and, like pick off, like, Vala, who's a squishy assassin who was trying to kill our immortal. So, like, I'd kill her and then run away and, like... It, there's like a whole bunch of strategy to yeah. it, and it's really cool. It's, I think it, it could be the best map. I think it's a ton of fun. It's, I like the idea of it. It's massive too. Like it's not a small map, mm-hmm. and it's just really cool to see the the heaven hell breakdown like split in the middle. It just looks really awesome, and it's a ton of fun. The music on it is great. The announcing is great. Like the and like all the characters are going to be adding or like, I think them doing. Instead of just releasing whatever hero they want at any time, I kind of like them doing the the themed events for a few months. Yeah, focus, focused on Diablo right now. Yeah, like, there's a lot of Diablo heroes that just get me so excited for them to be adding. And, like, I don't know, you know the uh, boss in a- the Act 5, you know, the, the Dark Angel and stuff like that? He's on the cover of the Reaper of Souls. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, going to be a character that gets going to get added. Nice. And he just looks so cool. I don't know. I just find, like, Diablo, I think, has the coolest character base. Because mm-hmm. I love angels and demons and stuff like that. Like, I find it really cool. Mm-hmm. But. Nice. That's it. So you should play Bayonetta. That's all about that. I do have to play that still. Yeah. I'm going to. It's good to. stuff. Especially Bayonetta 2 was excellent. So That's one that I have to get back to. Yeah. Because I haven't even started it yet. Mm-hmm. I just got to get smashed out of my Wii U. Word. All right, Corey, what do you got? Uh, Just quickly, Axiom Verge, I finally beat. Hey, hey well nice done. Work. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good Metroidvania game. I've talked about it at length already. I don't need to get too into it very much. But, again, uh, scratches that same itch as a game like Shovel Knight Retro. Um, when I was ready to face the final boss... I only had about, like, 80% of the map and 30% of the items discovered. Uh, so I actually went back and did some searching and, and went to some areas I wasn't able to get to before because I didn't have the right abilities and uh, just spent a couple hours just rounding up a bunch of items. And I think I finished with 90% of the map discovered and 65% of the items. Nice. 
So there's still a lot more to discover in that game. But it's not... The gameplay is really good. Um, but it also tells a, a fairly interesting story, and there's some twists along the way. And uh, I just think it's a really great game all around. Um, great music, great atmosphere. Nice. I do definitely recommend it if you get the chance. It's, uh, it's a good... Uh, gaming funk game to boot up and shoot some aliens and have some fun. Nice. Uh, also, beat Massive Chalice, hey, finally. Well done. Nice work. So you can add those two to the list. Working on you, it, it After I beat it, I really had a, a big respect for Massive Chalice. I think it's a, a beautifully balanced game all the way through, and the difficulty curve is perfect in my opinion like the game progressively gets harder till the very end the last battle uh was very difficult for me but it adds a nice little twist Uh, i don't want to spoil but it makes the last battle really awesome um but a lot of people say like oh you don't get attached to the characters like you do in an xcom um because this game is very xcom inspired but to me it's like it's not that's not what it's about right It's, it's like about the family lines. Yeah. You get attached to the family lines, not specific characters. Exactly. And you're it's XCOM but over a span of three hundred years. Yeah. And you're like breeding people to get favorable results, favorable traits. It does have that sort of uh 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 what's the game? With the traits. Um Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. Yeah. It does have that kind of stuff, like at one point, a lot of my characters had the drunk trait just yeah. because, like, I had two drunk parents having children. And uh-huh. I think my standard was also a drunk. The standard is the person who, uh, once you build a crucible in one of your territories, you can appoint a standard. And it's usually your best soldier because depending on their level of experience, they'll share that experience with all your trainees throughout your kingdom. Um, and so I think at one point, like, I had a house that was the regent in the, uh, the partner were both drunks and my standard was a drunk so i had all these drunk kids that i didn't really pick up on and that can get kind of frustrating in battle because uh, they do stupid things sometimes i have an uh, archer i got an achievement for this my archer hit f- killed five people and the, the achievement was have a drunk what person with a drunk trait kill five people in a thing and like a couple times like he just completely missed open shots <laughs> yeah that gets real frustrating yeah um and the other thing I wanted to say about the game is it's deceptively deep. At first glance, it doesn't seem like a very deep game. And I think one of my first comments was this is the kind of game I'd rather just play on, like, a mobile device. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot more going on than I, it is made immediately apparent, which is another thing I really like about the game is it's there's a tutorial, and it doesn't introduce everything to you. You just sort of slowly learn it along the way, but it's a fine learn it's a very easy learning curve along the way yeah um and i like like there's certain technologies you can unlock only after you defeat a certain number of enemies so this enemy called a bulwark and once you hit it it puts up a shell so anybody else who hits it on that same turn can only do one damage to it but after you kill a certain amount of them you can research bulwark armor which you can then equip on your caberjacks which are like your melee characters um so I had a melee character at the end of the game who was carrying a sponge stone, which is basically like a drain. When it melee attacked an enemy, it would drain its health. And it also had the bulwark armor, so it was almost unkillable. And it also had this ability uh, that you unlock at level 10 for the caberjack that 
I think it was called Fury, that if you killed an enemy, it gained an additional action point. So you could just continuously kill enemies. Um, it was basically, basically unbeatable. But that's like just the cool touches that they add to the game that you don't pick up on at first and don't realize like, oh, I didn't even know there was equipment. I didn't even know there was items, but I can research all this stuff and mix and match all these character traits and, and breed to create certain classes that do certain things differently. And it's, there's a a lot going on. And one of my favorite little touches is an item called the time fist, which is an item for alchemists. And what they do is if it hits it, pushes uh the enemy that you hit forward in time and it could be one turn they could show up on the map the next turn or it could be 50 years later nice really in a battle that just pops up which i think is really cool that's awesome i didn't even know that was there yeah it's it's a really good game and if you're the least bit interested please try it because i think it's uh very well put together i'm gonna play will's and a, and, a, and a good tribute to the games that inspired it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll move on, because I know we're trying to be quick tonight. Uh, Techno Babylon is uh, the point-and-click retro adventure. It's a cyberpunk kind of setting. It takes place in 2087, and there's a lot of like genetic engineering going on. Uh, everything is run by AI, and you control three different characters through this cyberpunk story. I only played like a couple hours of it, but uh, it's really cool because because everything is run by AI. You have to sort of enter. I don't know if you guys ever read the book Snow Crash, but it's like a metaverse where it's like a virtual reality world. And I played my very first character was this woman who was in this virtual reality world and she unplugs and she's in a shitty apartment. It's a dump and she has to get out because the locks are broken on the door. So she has to like manipulate the AI throughout her little apartment until she can finally get out of the door. So it's a little bit of puzzle puzzle and trial and error kind of stuff. Um, and, and it never really points the way. There's little hints, but it, it's not like waypoints or like, do this next. And you yeah. just kind of have to figure it out on your own. Yeah. I ended up like taking a memory card out of the meal vending machine that was in my apartment and uploading a virus to that and then using that to manipulate something else that gave me silverware that I could use to open up the door panel that I could then hack the door, like all this crazy hacker stuff. And it's, I don't know, I had a lot of fun with it and I'm looking forward to getting into more of that. Seems cool. It is really cool. Uh, Hearthstone Tavern Brawl is the other thing I, I tried. The one last week was that you got to play, um, the decks from the Black Rock Mountain Adventure, the enemies that you played, which was really different because they have a lot of crazy cards and powers. Um, and it was 1v1. You're playing actual other people, but you're using the decks from the single-player adventure that you played against to beat. That's so that was really interesting and added a, a new element to the game that I think was much needed. And if the first win you get for uh, Tavern Brawl in a week, you get a card pack. Oh, which is another nice needed thing for that yeah. game. Uh, and then the one this week was after every minion death. If one of your minions died, you got a banana card, which can do a number of different things, like give a minion plus one plus one or deal one damage. They're all one cost mana cards that do different things. Um, so I used my Warlock Zoo deck because that's focuses on a lot, having a lot of minions. 
Um, so I was constantly cycling minions and banana cards, and I won on my first try, which was nice because I did not do that last week with the other one. Uh-huh. It took me a lot of tries, but uh, I really like that that addition to the game. I think it's it's much needed. Yeah. Shake things up a little. I was bit. gonna say shake it up. Yeah, and that's my piece. Cool. All right, uh, my turn. I guess let's start with The Witcher, which I beat. Hey, yeah, man. thank you. It was, it was my goal to have it beaten by by this week. Uh, so Steam said it took me seventy two hours, but I was stuck at forty nine for a while, so it's probably closer to eighty hours. Um, I did end up leaving a fair amount of side stuff undone. Uh, a few Witcher quests, but a lot of it was lower level stuff that I didn't feel like I needed to go back to when I was level 33 or 34 or whatever. So, uh, as for the end, I mean, I've talked a lot about the Witcher, so I won't talk too much about it, but the end, I thought the ending was really, really well done. Um, it's not a blow your mind type of ending or anything, but, uh, it was a nice ending to Geralt's story. Much better than another trilogy. Wait, why is the end of Geralt's story? Does he die? No, they said they're Dan. they said they're not making any more Geralt games. Oh. Dan spoiled it for no, us. No, no, CD Projekt Red um, has said that that it's the end of Geralt's story in The Witcher. So, oh, good. Yeah, it was it was it was really well done. Um, you know, stuff stuff that you did in the game and it influenced the ending, um, which was cool. I have um, one question for you, Dan. Yes, because I was thinking about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dragon Age Inquisition is a better game than The Witcher 3? No, not even close. Because I do. Do you really? I do. Well, so far. I mean, I haven't gone back to The Witcher 3 in a while, but yeah. That surprises even me. Yeah. I do. I think it's better. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, when, when you compare the two, like, The Witcher, the the whole storyline, like, in Dragon Age, the, the main quest storyline was good. But, but like you said, the, all the side missions and stuff were shallow and meaningless where at least in the witcher like even like a random side quest that you would get from someone that was standing on the side of the road usually ended up being something fairly interesting mm-hmm. um or at the very least you you know got to meet an interesting character uh i just thought there was a lot more of that in the witcher oh i totally agree with you on that point but for me that's where it ends really yeah you did you I because I thought you didn't like the combat because I actually like the combat in Dragon Age Inquisition, um, but I think I think The Witcher is is better at that. Maybe even. maybe yeah, that's fair. Maybe slightly. Okay, but character progression I think is way better in Dragon Age. Uh, user interface way better. Controls way better. Yeah, I don't have the same control issues that you and Eric are having. I never, never, like, I never felt like I was out of control on the horse or anything like that. I know you guys don't, didn't I can't like the horse. tell you how many times I wanted to throw my <laughs> controller through my monitor. I never had any, any of those, those issues. Um, the only, the only really complaints I have about the Witcher are the inventory. You're right, is, is kind of bad. With, with character progression, like, really, I got more, uh, more of a sense of character progression with getting my new gear as opposed to leveling up the abilities. I mean, I know that helped a little bit, but for me it was more about the gear and, and it was that carrot and stick type of thing. Yeah, but each, even speaking to the gear, like in Dragon Age, each of those pieces of gear looked very unique and had its own like artistic touches. 
Whereas, I just at least what I've seen in The Witcher I was so gonna far, say, like, I don't, it's not that I, different. I don't think you've played it enough, because it does get pretty different. That's fair. But still, like, how long... We've had this conversation before, but, like, how long do you need to play a game before you can judge whether you like it or not? Yeah, I mean... Like, I'm, what, 12 hours into The Witcher 3? Yeah. Would you Probably not, more than that. Not very much, really. But it is. That's a lot of time to put into a game before you decide whether you like it or not. It we is. always we always teased Final Fantasy ten or thirteen because the first thirty hours were a tutorial, but that's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Now you could have beaten three Call of Duties in the time that you've spent with The Witcher. Yeah, I mean I'd be I'd be Axiom Verge in that amount of time. Yeah. Probably Massive Chalice as well. That's gonna be my, my thing now is I'm gonna I'm gonna play a few shorter games for now and then and then I want to go back to Pillars of Eternity and beat that and then probably play a few more shorter games. Because all the games I've been playing lately have been super long. Yeah, you got to change it up for yeah, sure. Yeah. Not, I mean, I, 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 I never felt like The Witcher was a chore, though. Like, I, I absolutely loved it from start to finish. Uh, I It's probably going to be one of those games that I try to go through and play every year as long as I have some free time. I liked it that much. I, I really, really loved it. Yeah, I All just need a, I need a long weekend or something where I can just play that for yeah, I mean, a solid 20 hours or something, you know? Yeah, because really, like, I was playing it just about every night for three or four hours, so I was able to to stay in, into the characters and stuff. Like, I, I can't imagine going and trying to play it, like, once a week or twice a week. I think that would be kind of hard. Because it's one of those games that you do need to set some time aside to, to get into, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I really, ha- I really don't think I'm gonna have a game come out this year that I'm gonna like better. I think it's probably gonna be my end up being. I my, don't say my that because we knew what the game of the year last year was gonna be because you and Eric were both like, "Oh, that's my game of the year," and well, it's like, well, I, I, it's probably gonna be only be my game of the year. You don't really like it, and I think Eric's kind of, kind of cooled off on. It. I don't think he likes it as much as some of the other things. So, but I still like to be surprised. Yeah, it's just it, it's an early candidate. I, I I guess it's more my my trying to elaborate how much I liked it. You know, I, I guess. got you. Yeah, I got you. So there's that. Love that game. Uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star. I ended up getting Paper Mario Sticker Star as my Nintendo Club Rewards purchase. Oh yeah. Um, I was gonna borrow it from you, Will, but then I was just like, eh, I'll just buy it. When you said you played it, I'm like, did I let him borrow it? I couldn't remember. No, because I was looking at the other stuff, and none of it really interested me that much. So that was the the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's essentially it's Paper Mario, but the the difference in this one is you collect stickers, and the stickers are your attack. So you can buy them and sell them, or find them like littered out littered throughout the thing. And you know, there's different things like like the boots is like the jump attack in Super Mario RPG. There's hammers and shells and and fireballs and all that stuff, and it's your attack. So you kind of have to manage your inventory of attacks. You don't want to run out of attacks because then you can't attack. So you got to make sure you know you have the right stickers for every situation too. So that's kind of a neat twist on the the Paper Mario formula. I really really mm-hmm. enjoy that. But I'm into the third world now. Oh wow! Probably about, probably a little less than halfway through the game so far. <coughs> you really liking it? Ah, yeah, I love it. It's great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great 3ds game. It's perfect for the 3ds because, you know, if the kids are sitting down and being quiet for the five minutes during the day where they're sitting down and being quiet, I can just flip up my 3ds and play some Paper Mario Sticker Star and then mm-hmm. just close it when things get crazy again. 
This is so. this is a game that I've had for a really long time and haven't really played that I feel like I should. Yeah, it's good love. stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, I I think the how long to beat's like fourteen hours for it. That's pretty good. Sixteen hours, maybe something like that. Not not too long. Uh, again, like I said, I'm trying to trying to play some shorter games before I get back into Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, which is another doozy. I also played Invisible Ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a turn-based strategy stealth game, which reminds me a lot of Shadowrun Returns. Especially like the art style is kind of similar, and uh, but it's it's stealth, so you're you're. Yeah. It's also procedurally generated, which is important to know. Uh, so anytime you you do a mission, like it's it's going to be different every time, and every time you play through it, through the game, uh, it's done by the developers of Don't Starve and Mark of the Ninja. So Clee? Clay, yeah, Clee, Clay. Clay? I'm not sure how you pronounce it exactly, but uh, it's it's a game that I expected to go through the first time and beat, and that's just not going to happen. Uh, you talked about the difficulty curve on Massive Chalice, how it's mm-hmm. nice and smooth. Well, this one, uh, after like five or six missions in, the the difficulty just ramped right up, and I wasn't ready for it, and <laughs> got my my entire spy team wiped out. Ah. Same thing happened to me around the same time. Yeah, I think I think it, it does that kind of on purpose because as you play through, you unlock more things and more more characters, and uh, you it's it's an, it's a game that uh, teaches you as you play it. So like now I'll go back and I'll know that I need to really spend more time gathering money and resources um, mm-hmm. to prepare myself for for when the the third level difficulty missions start popping up. So really like that about it. Uh, I had some really tense moments where I was like literally shaking because I was so nervous about my next next set of moves. That's how into the game I was and how how tense I was about not having my people die, and that's, they ended up dying anyway. That's, but, a, that's a good thing. Yeah, it was really good. I was really impressed with it. Uh, and then Arkham Knight. Uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about the Arkham Knight, just, just briefly because we're going to have a full episode on it in, I think, two weeks probably. Uh, like I said, Eric was was kind enough to let me borrow his PS4 to play it. Uh, and so far, I absolutely love it. It's a really, really good game. Uh, the only thing I'm going to talk about really is the Batmobile because the Batmobile is kind of a source of controversy. Oh, yeah. uh, some people didn't didn't like the Batmobile, but I love the Batmobile. Um, I could see where some people thought that maybe they relied too much on it, but it works so well that it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um because it, it, you know, normally it just drives like a car. You know, you press R two to for your for your gas or whatever, and and you drive it. And it's got you know a few abilities and stuff. But if you hold down the left L two, uh, it turns into a, a tank basically. That That's awesome. it, it's almost like a hover tank. It's not a hover tank, but you can go front, back, left, right in all directions, and and you have uh, like a cannon. And you have like a machine gun type of thing. The machine guns for like shooting down missiles and the cannons for, for blowing up drone tanks. Um, it just works really well and it's all seamless and there's a lot, a lot of different gameplay elements that factor into the Batmobile, which like I said, some people didn't like, but I really, really like the Batmobile. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's all I'm going to talk about yeah. Arkham Knight so far. I'm about a third of the way through the story, really enjoying the story. Um, I'm trying to gauge how much side stuff I want to do. Uh, I don't want to overdo the side stuff. I want Eric to be able to play it when he gets back into town. So I want to have it, have it, I'll have it beaten by that point. So as somebody who didn't enjoy, not enjoy, couldn't get into the first one, would I enjoy this one? You mean Arkham? 
Asylum. Asylum. Yeah. Uh, I think City is better than Asylum. It's uh, more open uh-huh. than Asylum. Asylum was kind of closed off. So yeah, I do think it's it's a better Ar- game. Arkham Knight is a, is a yeah, it's on par with with Arkham City. I think it's better than Arkham City, but mm. it's definitely more open and and interesting than than Arkham Arkham uh, Asylum was. Okay, so. I'm also not a huge Batman fan, so yeah. I didn't know a lot of the villains and uh, even some of the good guys. I didn't I didn't have any idea who they were, but they're they're interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a good game, really good game. Glad I didn't buy it on PC. Yeah. Too. So Sorry, definitely a buy if you have a PS4, Dan. Yeah, yeah. If you have a PS4, definitely buy it. It's really really good. Um, Looks good. Uh, it doesn't actually. No graphics are are probably my biggest complaint about it. Going from The Witcher Three to to PS4 uh, Arkham Knight is oh, shocking, no. actually. Oh, well, I was just gonna I, in in my head comparing it to the other Batman games. Um, oh, the I'm city sh- looks much more well lit. Oh yeah, well it's it's gray. It's an actual city, like in in Arkham City that that city was built for like convicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the actual like Gotham City. So gotcha. okay. it is it is more more. Uh, not not colorful because it is still pretty black, but there's like neon lights and stuff like that. It's it's more interesting city to look at, definitely. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, feedback. Shall we get into feedback? Yeah. All right. Uh, first piece of feedback was actually a voicemail from Ryan in Iowa. We are unfortunately a little too pressed for time. Uh, I actually wanted to have this episode to an hour and a half, but we're already over that. Uh, we're up against our bandwidth cap. I don't know. Did I talk about that at the beginning of the episode? I don't think so. We're up against our bandwidth cap, and um, I'm going to have to do some audio magic to make the episode fit into our what's left of our, our bandwidth. So, so uh, if it sounds like dump. <laughs> it, it, yeah, the quality might not be as good as it sounds usually like is. Dump. So uh, so sorry about that, Ryan, um, but we, we have no choice here. So I, I did summarize uh, what Ryan talked about in his voicemail. Uh, first, he talked about the Blackhawks. Obviously, being a, being a Blackhawks fan, congrats! Yeah, yeah congrats. congrats on that. He said he he said he hoped it wasn't as painful at, for us as as the Patriots winning the Super Bowl like every other year. Oh, no, not at all. Close. Uh, but but one of the things I wanted Ryan to be aware of is that part of the whole issue with us being not wanting the Patriots win is the whole New York Boston rivalry. Um, so that makes the Patriots winning you know kind of worse. Um, obviously, obviously, Eric being a Bills fan, and then Jets fans that we have around here, uh, and then you know New York, Boston, and, and hockey and baseball. It's it's kind of a rivalry, New York and Boston. So especially that's how why. they won this most recent year. What's that? The Patriots. Patriots yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was strange. The only reason we don't we weren't rooting for the Blackhawks is because they've won a lot. Yeah, I, I wanted to see someone else win. That was really the only reason why. Um, yeah. I'm like that with everything, though. I don't want to see the same teams win over and over again. Unless it's my team. Exactly. That, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'm selfish. Right. Yeah, Unless it's too. my team, I always root for the underdog. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I usually do, too. Just kind of kind of how I am. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I talked about, about Antoine Vermette, but also Kim O'Timinen. I actually had forgotten uh, that Kim, Kim O'Timinen uh, played for the Blackhawks now. Yep. I don't know why I forgot. I just did. He got hurt, didn't he? And he wasn't playing like the last. Yeah, he had a serious, I don't remember what it was, but he was out all year and then the Flyers traded him to the Blackhawks. Yeah, the he deadline. played a little bit. No, but didn't he get hurt in the playoffs too and not, not no, finish the he cup was, finals? No, he was terrible. So he yeah, didn't he play. Bad. He didn't play all oh, really? lot. 
what they were the Blackhawks were doing him in I don't remember is it Trevor Van Van Riemsdyk Van Riemsdyk yeah they were playing like six minutes at night and oh, Duncan wow. Keith and Seabrook and Oiduya and Jalmerson were playing like twenty oh wow well plus. no Keith was playing, playing thirty like th- he's playing thirty yeah and that's what that well, that that's what what happened so yeah. Uh, but what I didn't know, I think my wife was watching this, but I was, I think I was playing a video game at the time, but, uh, Taze wanted Timonen to come lift the cup with him. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was awesome. Uh, Timonen, of course, for those that don't know, is a former longtime predator. He was a predator captain. Um, he was, he was the captain when I actually like first started watching the predators like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, him and Merrick Zidlicki were the top D pairing, (laughs) which is a long time ago now that I think about it. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, Taze wanted uh, Timonen to lift, lift the cup with him, which I thought was a classy move. You know, Timonen's a long, long time NHL. He's, he's played for a few teams, so yeah, that was, that was cool. But he, he, he didn't want to out of respect for, for Taze. Um, and then the second person to hoist the cup was, was Timonen, which is cool. So Would Patrick Kane get it third? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Did, speaking of, just to bring it back to video games, did you guys see the NHL 16 cover? I, I thought that was oh, a joke. No, <laughs> was it a joke? I hope so. I don't know the K's and Tane lifting the cup together. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a joke. Oh God, thank God, it was it, bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I just saw it before we recorded. Yeah, but... me too. I didn't know. I didn't know it was real. I got the impression it was a joke. Where, I, did, I don't know. Where'd you see it? Uh, the hockey subreddit. Oh God, I gotta see this. Uh, and then he wanted our thoughts on NHL trades and, and draft. He says he doesn't think uh, Brian Bickle or Patrick Sharp will be will be with the team. He thinks mo- one of them might be get get traded to the Sabers. Actually, did you see what they wanted for Patrick Sharp? It was probably too much. He didn't oh have my a very, God. he didn't have a very good year this year. Somebody summed it up on the hockey subreddit saying so. Pretty much what they want is a Patrick Sharp, uh, fifteen years ago. And all this other stuff. Hmm. It's like they wanted a ridiculous amount of things. The prospect, a prospect, a top six forward, a first round pick. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to take that. Are you think they're trying to oversell him and then, uh, you know, try try to get something a little bit better for him than they other than they otherwise. If oh, they re- I mean, if, if they realistically assessed his value. That's yeah. I mean, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Um, he's old. Yeah. He, he didn't have a very good year this year because I had him on one of my fancy teams, and he no. But that's the thing about cup winning teams; like everybody will pay more for those players. Yeah, for the and experience. that's why it's hard to maintain a, a a franchise in this yeah cap era. Is you know your players are worth more when you've won cups. Yeah, experience definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then he asked me specifically about Colin Wilson and Craig Smith. Both both are. I think both are restricted free agents. I hope we re-sign both of them. I don't think we will. Um, if I had to pick one or the other, I probably would rather re-sign Craig Smith. He's a little more consistent. Colin Wilson will be dominant at times, but he's also invisible at times. Uh, whereas Craig Smith, I think, is it, he seems to be at uh, on or around the puck at all times. He's um, persistent, I guess, is the best best way to characterize him. Um so, if that, I had to pick one, that cover is terrible. <laughs> it's it's real. Yeah. Is it real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of. Eh. They could have done a better job with that photo. <laughs> it looks like I took the photo. <laughs> That's you know? amazing. 
Anyway, sorry to interrupt. That's okay. Uh, and then he goes on games. He highly recommends Life is Strange. He said it's a telltale asking game with a hint of heavy rain. Uh, you play as an 18 year old in college. Um, he's at episode three. Shit really hit the fan. He talked about Will. You're you're interested in it, and I, I'm obviously interested in it. We both do want to wait to play it until it's all done. I can't wait that like month. I'm hoping this comes out. Everything, all the episodes come out this year because I want to have it played for like game of the year stuff. Because yeah. everybody is hot, like speaking very <laughs> glowingly of this, and it gets me excited to play it. Now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, on our on our list. Definitely. So, uh, he talked about Story of Seasons. He said it cooled off on, on Story of Seasons after about 75 hours. Holy crap. Yeah, he said he didn't continue any, uh, didn't continue the story. He said he might have missed something, but, um, the, the story, he just came, was doing the same thing over and over again. He said any guides he came across online were kind of crappy. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm only in the summer of my first year and you start in spring because I okay. only play a couple nights every, like couple, like I play a couple in-game nights every few nights before gotcha. bed, so I don't get to play it for like a good chunk of time. But I can definitely see where you would think that it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Well, he's he said he's in a second summer or something like that. Mm. So he put in seventy-five hours. Holy crap! Yeah, that's insane. He said uh, also it doesn't scale well. There's huge jumps in some of the things you can buy. Like after you reach a certain point, the cost of things gets crazy, astronomical. Yeah. I've no, I've gone from having a ton of money to having like no money like so many times. It's just like all depends on how much you get when you grow. Right. I don't know. And I always go uh swimming and farm for fish and stuff like that to sell. Nice. So he also said it's perfect for the three DS though. Yes, it is. So uh he's back on Destiny. He wanted to talk about the Thumbstick Athletes clan on PS4. Uh to contact him if you if you wanna play if you're gonna pick up destiny or you just got destiny or whatever uh he says rpg green rp rp green machine four on twitter for destiny or you can contact us and we'll we'll put you put you in in contact we do have an xbox one destiny clan too um i don't know that that one's as active as the ps4 one but i think eric did set it up so or someone set it up I think Eric did it. Eric must have done it. it wasn't I me. don't think Eric did it. Someone did. Someone's, Somebody definitely did. Yeah, someone set up a Thumbstick Athletes clan for Destiny on Xbox One, too. But I def- I don't think... I don't remember it being Eric. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and he's waiting for Will and Eric to get back into it, too. So That's coming. Coming. <laughs> you should at least before the expansion comes out if you're going to get the expansion. Yeah. I, I want to play it. It's just... It's one of those things that I'm like, I kind of want to play Destiny, and then I go do something else, and then I forget. Right. So. Gotcha. Uh, back to th- Xbox 360 stuff. He's looking for Assassin's Creed Rogue, still a little bit too expensive, but he bought XCOM for 8 bucks. Nice. He said he finally played it, and it was phenomenal. Um, we're all big, huge fans of that game. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually, before XCOM 2 comes out, I'm going to do a long war playthrough, probably. I'll start sometime this summer. Uh, and then he li- did listen to the episode on the way is either to or from Chicago, but he wasn't there for the parade. Um, apparently, the parade, the the like rally and stuff for the Blackhawk. I mean, obviously, it was very highly populated. Uh, he was there. The he was in Chicago for a wedding. So oh, okay. He didn't uh, didn't get to take part in any of the celebrations. He missed Corey Crawford's f bomb <laughs> again. <laughs> Good old Corey. That's going to be a thing. I think. Yeah. 
He promised him. he wouldn't do it, and that was the first thing he did. Did he <laughs> promise he wouldn't do it? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what happens when you get drinking. I respect Corey Crawford so much. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, God. Huge brownie points for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he, he adds an addendum. He says, I simply forgot to mention the voicemail. I've been playing less video games lately because I was in the middle of soccer season coaching co-ed middle schoolers. That was a few weeks ago, but it was nice to win second place and only take a loss to the other team we practice with and are associated with the same middle school, basically our teammates. But now a few months off from soccer until the fall season kicks in. Although I've been watching a lot of the women's world cup and playing for team USA, of course, hopefully Eric has seen some and can inform you all about our ladies uh, from team USA. Thanks as usual fellows, Ryan and Iowa. So thanks Ryan. It's good to, good to hear from you. It's been a little while. Uh, Next year, bring home that gold. Yeah. Champion. Well, yeah, Definitely. Definitely. All right, Corey, you want to read the other feedback? Uh, which one? All of it. What other feedback? We had, did we have other feedback? Yeah, we did. We had a few pieces of feedback. From what? Where are they? Look on our Facebook page. It was one of them, and I think the other one was in our emails. Oh my god, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> well, I forgot that we we have Eric compile it for us, but he's not here this week. I could probably call uh, it up. We had one in the email. Yes, there was one in the email, so you can find that. Oh, okay. Uh, this is from... Idaho, Idaho Jake. Idaho Jake. Hey, yeah. guys, I have been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online, and I will say I am having fun with it. I know most people are afraid of not being able to play it solo, but that is all I have done. I think you can do all, I think you can do almost all the games solo because the dungeons are open, so you don't need to team up with anyone. You just go in, and you will probably run into two or three people on the same quest, and you just help each other, then split. The leveling system is like other MMOs. I wish they would have kept it like Skyrim. The mining is better because it only takes two hits instead of nine. Always nice. Yeah. But the blacksmithing is a little too complicated. The combat is good but needs work. You can't switch between weapons like you could in Skyrim, and that really sucks. Or if you can, I haven't figured out how yet. The areas are huge and full of quests, and that is what keeps me going back. The one thing that really pisses me off is that if you pick a if you lockpick a chest but your inventory is full, you destroy something to make room. Someone else can just come up and take what is in the chest. That sucks. Yeah, that's ninja looting. I thought they got rid of that a while ago. <laughs> yeah. If you have any other questions about the game, I will be in the chat or I will answer them next episode. I, Elder Scrolls Online is one of those games I'm so curious about, and I feel like I should play it being like an Elder Scrolls yeah. person. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of time to contribute to something I'm not super excited about. Yeah. How, I mean, my question is, how's it run on console? Like, I mean control wise like how how's it feel i've always felt like that was a weird a weird thing but it was also something i was always interested in is is playing an mmorpg on a console like how's communication and stuff you know yeah well you gotta like that dan that it's uh you can play pretty much the whole game or if not all the whole game by yourself yeah definitely i mean that's what i did in guild wars too other than brief uh brief times i would group up with someone but the very last mission to beat the storyline you did have to group up with other people but there's always other people like looking for a group specifically for that reason you know yeah so yep i've always been a soloer in my mmorpgs except when i you know group up with friends to do something whatever screw around just uh when all your friends log in and just to appease them, you play with them for a little bit, even yeah. though you don't really want to. I'm like, oh, god damn it. 
No, and one of the cool things about I don't want to bring bring up Guild Wars, but one of the cool things about it is even the world versus world, which you would think is just tailored towards big groups of people, you still can be effective on your own, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 contribute to the battle. You can do supply runs, you can take down camps, you can disrupt the other the other side's uh, supply lines. Um, I used to do a lot of roaming, which is just when you're running around on your own, killing solo other solo play- players. You know, yeah, trying you're, to, you're trying a big to, jerk, Dan. No, that's we would fight. I mean, it's not like I would gank them or anything. We would have a straight up duel, straight up duel. Yeah, I had one duel with an. Uh, I think it was an elementalist that lasted like ten minutes. Then did somebody come up behind you and kill you? No, I got I got uh, steamrolled by a, a zerg of like a hundred people, and they uh. just just killed me <laughs> bummer yeah it was it was a fun fight because i felt like I, I had the slight advantage um but well, we didn't get to finish our fight that sucks but anyway love guild wars yeah do you see the airships and the world vs world stuff no oh my god dan i'm i'm gonna get just balls deep into that again when i start playing it again that's why i haven't played it i want to play other things right now yeah will didn't talk about world of warcraft that kind of bugs me how dare you will what you didn't talk about world of warcraft i saw you were playing it nobody cares (laughs) so like why talk about it it, if if i'm going to be talking to myself if it was 10 years ago we might care not that bad of a game (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh, Michael Minnesota, is this the last piece of feedback? As far as I know. Okay. Uh, he says, I just want to touch on a few things. I'm really excited about Pro Evo Soccer 2016. PES just has something about it that I love, something FIFA doesn't have. They both have their issues, but Pro Evo always seems just a step away from being incredible. FIFA just never seems to be as good as it should with all the money that that is put into it. Uh, most of it has to do with the fact that they never fix what they should. That seems to be the case with every EA Sports title, though. I, t- uh, too, I, too, am sick of hearing about games years before they are released. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's one thing for a company to acknowledge that it's working on a game, but I hate these big reveals at E3 when we won't actually see the game for three years. Totally agree. And then number three, Rocket League is easily one of my most anticipated games of the year, and it's almost here. Thanks for that, Mike. You and Eric both. Yeah, definitely. Eric's very excited for that one. I think you're going to get it on PS4 too, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's coming to PC. I, I'll probably pick it up at some point. It's a fun game. Yeah, I, from what I've played. Yeah. I know Why I is it that whenever Eric's not here, people talk about soccer? I've, I don't it know. Do, it does seem that way. I've noticed that too. Uh, yeah. It does seem that way. It's bad timing. <laughs> yeah, we need it, him for that. Yeah, because Jake wanted our not jake uh ryan wanted him to fill us in on the women's world cup team soccer um which i do want to know about it just i never come across it in my i really only look out on the internet for video game stuff yeah. it just doesn't come up in that you know so i i i miss it missed it yeah so. Corey, your goal for next week because eric won't be here again is to get all the soccer information keep mm. us updated mm, pass okay uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike, to go back to your, your second point, totally like, uh, and we talked about Final Fantasy. They just started working on Final Fantasy. That's not going to be out for another, probably at least two years, I would think. 
I think it's optimistic to think it'll come out next fall. <clears throat> I I would rather not hear about it, you know. Well, that was probably for everybody to like. Oh my god, blow well, their yeah, minds. Yeah, well, Sony didn't have anything else. Yeah, exactly. So they needed to have something like that, you know. Yeah, I th- I think like I uh, I think that makes for a good press conference though. Yeah. To have like an announcement like that. I agree. And that's why, you know, Ubisoft when they uh, announce Watch Dogs and everyone's like, "Yeah, that that looks awesome." And then it comes out in two and a half years and is average. Yeah. Yeah, the I, problem is once we start long. seeing like gameplay, you know, and, and gameplay that's not even really indicative of what the actual game's going to be like. Right. That's what bothers me. Yeah misleading yeah yeah i i mean i i prefer the fallout route you know what six months and and the game's gonna be out and ready to go sure they even said today like they're the game's pretty much finished at this point so that'll they'll have all this time to iron out kinks and bugs and all that stuff so it's great that's awesome yeah good guy bethesda yeah they know what they're doing (laughs) it's probably a little easier for bethesda to keep that stuff under wraps though what do you mean for that stuff not to leak out. Oh, why? Why would it be easier for them than anyone else? Probably. I think part of it is where they're located. Maryland. Yeah, that what? has something to do with it. Why? Because they're away from the the scene. That's true. Yeah, they're not out in San Francisco or yeah, Austin, Texas. I think is another big game development hub. Seattle, Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Kind of their own their own thing. And Bethesda relative to the other publishers, I don't think is as massive. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. I hear you. That probably plays into it a little bit. It's easier for them to to keep things have wraps. their reveal when they're ready for it, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And not just that, but uh there was a bunch of fake ones too. I think that kind of helped. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> distract people from uh maybe some real information that might have leaked out like, you know, people kind of knew the location. Yeah. Or whatever, but Yep. All the fake fake reveals, you know. Oh man. <laughs> I there was one that was so believable and everybody was so pumped. Yeah. All right, Corey. Question of the week. Question of the week. I actually have one. We didn't have one this past week. It's probably good cuz we're running long. Huh? Uh, but what is your victory song? Oh, I like that. You know, like at the end of a Final Fantasy battle, there's da 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 da. Uh huh. What's what's your tune? I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week's episode. Don't know the topic, but we're what looking at Wednesday. Yeah, if we can uh, yeah. later at night, like yeah. eight thirty. Yeah, if you want to do later at night on Wednesday, Corey. Yeah, that gives me a little time to yeah. play something. Yeah. Um, we'll keep you posted on what the topic is going to be, but we'll probably figure out last minute like we always do. Oh, yeah. So that'll do it for episode 205 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.